Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is Bill Press and Friends on the District Productive Network. What an incredible hearing yesterday. Let me tell you something. This was a game changer. Seriously. This was a game changer for Donald Trump and for the Trump administration. Things will, I I believe, I'm not, this is not over the top. Things will never be the same in Washington again after what we saw yesterday at this hearing of the House Intelligence Committee. Get this. And they were calling it the most critical week yet of the young Trump presidency. They'll never have a worse week and never have a worse day than he had yesterday when the director of the FBI, speaking for the FBI and the Justice Department, he made it clear, called the president of the United States a liar. He didn't use that word, but he publicly rebuked the president of the United States, said the president of the United States is not telling the truth, and affirmed The second big bombshell affirmed that the FBI is investigating possible collusion. They're not investigating to see whether or not Russia tried to influence the election. That's been established. That's been put out there by 17, unanimously, by 17 intelligence agencies. What the director said yesterday, Director James Comey, confirming that the FBI is investigating whether or not people around Donald Trump helped, worked with, colluded with Russian officials to influence the outcome of the election. This is something the FBI never does. James Comey said that. They never reveal. Now, of course, we do know, okay. Uh, He broke his own rule when it came to Hillary's emails. Let's not forget that. But... The rule is they never, never will uh, reveal uh, anything, even affirm, even admit that there's an ongoing investigation unless there's such extraordinary circumstances that they feel this is that the public has a right to know about that investigation. And James Comey yesterday said this is one of those times. Why? Because the Trump White House has said over and over again there is no such investigation. There is no evidence of any conclusion. So, therefore, why would there be an investigation? And James Comey, in so many words yesterday, said that also is a big lie. So you had two big bombshells yesterday. One that we kind of expected. We knew he was going to say that because everybody else has said it, that there's nothing to support Donald Trump's allegation about being wiretapped by President Obama. Um, But 
we discussed this yesterday with our guest here on the program, with Neil King and Annie Linsky when they were here. We didn't expect him to affirm an ongoing FBI investigation, but there is no doubt about that today. Let's listen to some of the sound yesterday on the investigation. Yep, here he is, makes it clear. I have been authorized by the Department of Justice to (laughs) confirm that the FBI, as part of our counterintelligence mission, is investigating the Russian government's efforts to interfere in the 2016 presidential election. So there you got it. Now, we heard from the White House yesterday. We'll get to that in a little bit. They're trying to do anything to change the subject. They're trying to do anything to say there's no, there's still no evidence. And just because you're having an investigation doesn't mean they found anything. But until this point, they said, again, There can't be any investigation, but there's nothing to investigate James Comey by the fact that there is an investigation means there is something to investigate. Otherwise, they wouldn't be at it. They do have suspicion of criminal activity on the part of some people around Donald Trump and maybe Donald Trump himself. And so they started this investigation last July, and Comey said yesterday he doesn't know how long it's going to last. It will last as long as they need. They will, they will go as long as they have to, to until they conclude with charging some people or not charging some people until they finished. So this thing is going to drag on and on. This is bad news for the Trump and, White House. And this they is can't also escape it. I think this is also a really important moment because I think that there are a lot of people, even Democrats, who say there's nothing there with Russia. There's nothing there with Russia. You know, Hillary lost this election because she was a bad candidate and Russia had nothing to do with this, which part of that can be true. But there's something there. There's something there. Is there. definitely something there. You, it might not be that Russia single-handedly swung the election to Donald Trump, but there is definitely something there when Comey comes out and says flat out, we're looking at it right. and we're taking it seriously. Yeah. Now, so again, on that point, the White House keeps saying, um, and by the way, on, on, to your point, Peter, Adam Schiff, the, uh, the ranking Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee, has pointed out, okay, m- you know, we don't know what evidence they found yet, um, maybe not evidence of criminal activity, but he said there's a lot of circumstantial evidence, and circumstantial evidence is important and can and has been used to actually convict people of crimes. On the other uh, issue of whether or not what Donald Trump says about President Obama, he keeps, he won't let go of this, uh, is there any truth to the fact that President Obama ordered a wiretap of Donald Trump's phones in Trump Tower? Here's Director Comey. With respect to the president's tweets about alleged wiretapping directed at him by the prior administration, I have no information that supports those tweets. No information that supports those tweets. There what a is. world that's we a, live in. A, what a world we I live know. in. That there's, he's going to come out and talk there's about the, tweets. Right. The nail, in, the nail in the coffin. And Sean Spicer yesterday telling uh, us reporters at the White House that uh, doesn't matter. The president still believes it happened. Doesn't believe it happened. Okay, Adam Schiff asks a very important question. Um, does the president, even any president, even have the authority to do that? No individual in the United States can direct electronic surveillance of anyone. It has to go through an application process, <laughs> ask a judge. The judge can then make the order. 
So President Obama could not unilaterally order a wiretap of anyone? No president could. No uh, kidding. No, no president could do so. So not only did it not happen, it could not have happened because the president did not have that authority. Again, the ultimate put down of Donald Trump. Now, remember Donald, how Donald Trump tried to handle this. Yes, and I again, this is why I, this is a game changer yesterday, is we talked about this yesterday morning on the program. So Donald Trump started at six, before seven o'clock yesterday morning, yeah. whatever time it was. I got him on my phone. Three tweets he came out. Three tweets saying that um, the... There was no reason, basically, there was nothing behind this idea of a Russian in, in investigation about collusion. There was no evidence of it that James Clapper, former head of the NSA, had, had said that there was no evidence of it. And the Democrats were only raising this issue, pretending that there was investigation because this is the line that he's used over and over again, because they still can't accept the fact that they lost the election. So this is all just ginned up by Democrats, and two things. And, and so that's Donald Trump trying to change the subject, change the focus, and deny that there was any investigation underway or any need for this hearing yesterday. Basically trying to put out a big, can we call it fake news? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, or certainly a fog of commentary to deflect from, right? Take the focus away from, take the attention away from the hearings yesterday. And you know what? fell flat on his face. We got all the monitors up here of all the morning shows. Nobody talked about his tweets yesterday. People simply ignored them. It, it, they all said, basically, there's Donald Trump again with yeah. this nonsense. Mouthing off. Mouthing off. Nobody paid any attention to Donald Trump's three tweets. And it didn't work because as soon as the hearing started, James Comey basically said, Donald Trump was full of hot air. Donald Trump was wrong. Yes, there was an investigation underway, and it wasn't Democrats who started it. It was the Department of Justice and the FBI because they real they believe they know Russia was trying to interfere with in the election, and they believe there's sufficient evidence that Trump people were helping that they are conducting a criminal investigation. So that was Donald Trump's first attempt. And then, and again, never seen anything like this before. Can I realize how, how incredibly historic this is? In the middle of the hearing yesterday, which is on national television, the, this is not Donald Trump himself, but it might as well be. In fact, it's worse than Donald Trump tweeting. It's the official White House tweet on behalf of the, all of us. The White House put out a tweet with a clip of James Comey from the hearing and saying that um, they found no evidence that Russian efforts to influence the election were successful at all. It was James Himes, congressman from New York State, who read this tweet to um, Donald Trump uh, of, of, from the White House to James Comey, uh, and asks him whether or not... So here we are again. You got a tweet from the White House. You're on national television. He reads it to the FBI director, and on national television, the FBI director says, wrong. 
Is the tweet, as I read it to you, the NSA and FBI tell Congress that Russia did not influence the electoral process, is that accurate? Well, it's hard for me to react to that. Let me just tell you what we understand the, the uh, state of uh, what we've said is. We've offered no opinion, have no view, have no information on potential impact because it's never something that we looked at. Right. So the White House was totally misrepresenting what Comey had said to the hearing. But, again, you know, normally this would be like you have a hearing and then the next day the White House would say this and then the next day the FBI director may say this. No, no, no. This happened live on television. The White House says, here's what the FBI director says. A member of Congress asks the FBI director minutes later, and the FBI director says the White House is telling a lie. Part of what's so disturbing about this, incredible. Yeah, part of, part of what's so disturbing about this, as you pointed out, is Trump is going to be Trump. Trump is going to send out these obnoxious, random tweets that aren't based in fact and just rambling. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, as you mentioned, this is from the White House POTUS account, and so now. You have a concerted effort from the White House, and I'm sure this all came from Trump, but you have a concerted effort from the White House to put out lies. Yeah. Right? Like, they are carrying out his weird rantings now, and they're getting behind it, and they're pushing it out there. And you know he's directing them. Of course he is. Yeah. Of course he is, but this almost makes it look legitimate when it comes from the White House. I know. It's a whole, whole propaganda campaign. Now, you represent uh, the 5th District of Connecticut, which includes Newtown. It so does. this issue of gun safety has been a, a primary issue for you for ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the story with this? I saw that, um, an article about making it easier for veterans with mental health to purchase, bu- guns. purchase a gun. Yeah, it's a little crazy. You know, we've heard over the last... Uh, it's good to welcome back Congresswoman Elizabeth Esty. Hey, Congresswoman, nice to good see you. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Sort of like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but everybody says, well, we all agree on this, that any nobody with a mental health problem should be able to get a gun. Let's all, let's let's just focus on that, focus on that, right? And, right. This goes and, to- and it's not about, it, it, it's, it's, so I'll back up and explain what's, what's yeah. at stake here. Um, so for 20 years now, this is nothing new, for 20 years... The Veterans Administration has been reporting to the National Instant Criminal Background Check System the names of of veterans who get fiduciaries, and fiduciaries are people who help you manage your finances, sign, sign checks, basically receive the the VA benefits. Oh, right. And so, pe- veterans have mm-hmm. to request this, or someone needs to request and say the person's not capable of managing themselves. Now, through that process, we're, you're looking at tens of thousands of people who have serious mental health diagnoses, things like schizophrenia, dementia, um, who are on that list and have been reported. And once you're in that NICS system, then you are not legally allowed to purchase or to or to own a firearm. Now, there's a lot of agreement, and I, as well as every other Democrat who, who spoke on this matter, said, we recognize this list is overbroad. It's now 170,000 people. You may have someone for a short period of time can't manage things, or you may have somebody who has, you know, Serious. who has a hand tremor or something, oh, and, yeah. and like uh-huh. their their signature is hard. Although you do kind of wonder if they want it should be firing again, but maybe they want to own, you know, maybe they want to own one. And they're not going to use it, but 
I'm happy to work, and a lot of us are happy to work on. Let, let's look at the names on those lists and see if it's overbroad, and find some process for for appealing that or removing. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: the bill that came up came up in a markup session. There hasn't been a hearing on this bill since 2012. Well, I'll note that the Newtown killings happened the end of 2012. So since Newtown, there's been no hearing on this bill. Now, it's gone through com- – it's been voice voted and pushed through committee a couple times, but with no hearings, mm. no testimony, no hearings. I'm new to the committee, so so is about a third of the committee's brand new. We had a rushed markup two weeks ago with no hearings and goes straight to the floor. You know, again, in a closed rule, which meant we couldn't offer amendments. No. Yeah. And, and pushing through this process that we believe, many of us looking at believe, would not only prospectively mean the VA reports none of these names, but retroactively you release all the names. Now, the chairman says, I don't think, I don't think it's retroactive. In the four corners of the bill, it says it's not. It's like, well, then why don't we have a hearing or why don't you clarify with changing language? Neither of those things happen. And so this is incredibly dangerous. So it's who's e- behind this bill? Well, gun uh, lobby, the NRA, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they've been they've been trying to get this, <laughs> and they have have been pushing. You know, and a lot of veterans, you know, are gun guys and gun women. It, there are ways of squaring this bill, but you don't do it this way. And mm-hmm. I spoke with the head of the VA. The secretary came and met with me last week. We talked about this. I'm trying to get some hearings. So let's let's look at this process and figure out something smart. A total ban on reporting these names makes no sense. It's not safe. You got 20 military and veteran suicides a day, and that's an underestimate. 20 a day. And so you're going to be talking about, you know, VA docs, many of whom are veterans themselves, who identify a fellow veteran who are worried about their mental health, their possibility they might hurt themselves or their family members. And they would now, if this bill gets signed into law, they would be prohibited From from reporting that prohibited. They would have to go to court and seek a court order. It's not clear the VA has standing. I can tell you for darn sure they don't have the resources to be dragging veterans into court. They're not going to do it. There's so much wrong with this. But but so name some names. I mean, who are the members who are supporting? I know the gun lobby is behind it. Well, but every, every Republican a, lined up behind is this that bill. Right? Every yeah. Republican lined up behind the bill. That's now, disgusting. It's just so naked now that nobody even tries to hide what they're right. doing. Plus, no, if you think it, about priorities for the Veterans Administration, exactly. yeah. right? In terms of we heard all the problems with people have been waiting in line for, for care. They have to drive so many miles to get there. And and this, right? Right. Something right out of the right out of the box. That the right secretary the would even take the time to come. I'm mean, glad he did. He, she, I don't no, know. No, he spoke to me. He came to meet with me and spoke but, when he testified about the need to deal with and get people help for for suicidal issues or or for issues of risk to their family members. So. Why aren't we working on a bill about that right now? I was going to say, I don't, <laughs> why don't we having a hearing on that yeah, right now? I don't see putting more guns in the hands of more veterans who might have some mental health problems as a way of reducing the number no, of suicides. No, it doesn't seem like it does it. So, you know, it's frustrating because, again, you know, everybody talks a good game about what what we need to do. And I think people genuinely do want to help, but then don't really understand this connection Mm, to say, like, folks, let's just take a deep breath and figure out, rather than doing the gun lobby's bidding 
Let's actually try to help our veterans. And if we're serious about this, which a lot of us are, then let's roll up our sleeves and Congress needs to do its work. I mean, it just just goes to show, show people complain about imperial executive. Well, you know what? If Congress passes bills with no, no hearings, hearings no, no, no public input no bipartisan right. work together, and in this particular bill, it's probably going to just sit and die in the Senate. It's a messaging bill mm-hmm. to, like, attack yeah. Democrats running for the House in 2018. That's what this bill is about. It's not seriously going to help anybody. If we look at the campaign and the campaign that Donald Trump ran, one thing that he consistently got right, I think, was when he talked about helping our veterans. He didn't really lay out any serious plans, but at least in spirit, he was there and saying, we're going to help out our veterans. We're going to make sure they get the care that they need. We're going to take care of them. And here we are. Right. We're going to make sure we don't know about that care, but we're sure going to get you your guns. I mean, it's a crazy priority. They're going to take away their Meals on Wheels, which 500,000 veterans get every single year. So, like, he's just, he doesn't care about that. And and your family member's health care, right? Right. Because you got your health care, but your family member's health care, they're not going to get that either. So, So, so again, it's just, it doesn't, you know... you got to treat people as a whole, and you got to really help take care of them, and we should be doing that with our veterans. Uh, I just want to mention for uh, our viewers and listeners, it's H.R. 1181, yep. and now it's on the floor. Is that right? Oh, so, it passed. Oh, it passed. It passed did. last oh. week. Oh, God. Passed yeah. last week. So, you know, we'll see. I Hopefully, the Senate will have right. more sense and do nothing with it. But, but again, just the fact that this got rammed through. Yeah. Um, it was pushed through so fast they had to delay the markup to make a 48-hour notice rule. Mm. I mean, it just, folks, slow down, take a breath. What happened to the so-called regular order where we're actually going to have hearings and work on things in committee? So, you know, that's my plea to my colleagues. Listen, uh, you may control the numbers, but governance is about building coalitions and consensus. We need consensus in this country, and you owe it to veterans to actually do something to help them. Yeah. Hey, everybody, this is Bill Press. Thanks for listening to the Bill Press and Friends podcast. And now do yourself a favor. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Here's what you do. Just search for the Bill Press show. Then you can take us with you and listen in anywhere you go. And you'll get new shows from us as soon as they're posted. And one more thing. If you really enjoy Bill Press and Friends, please help us grow by telling a friend, writing a review, and giving us a rating on iTunes. It's so great to have you on board. Many thanks. Tom LoBianco here from CNN at the hearing yesterday. So where does all this, and also Comey indicated yesterday, of course, uh, that the the hearing's been going on since July and uh, it's going to continue until they get to the bottom of it, right? I mean, so, so this is not... No matter how badly the White House wants it to go away, it's not going to, is it? I think, you know, there's a couple interesting exchanges there. Um, you know, looking at 30,000-foot view, right, the, the Republicans on the committee largely, and you know, led by the chairman, Devin Nunes, largely tried to focus it on who leaked the information. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into, uh, I mean, whether or not that's that's worth going into. I, obviously, I, you know, I don't think that they should be going after people who talk to reporters. I think that's a terrible idea. Um, But uh, they tried to focus there. But at times, their comments and their questions shifted back to the meat of this, which is what were the contacts between the Trump campaign 
and Russian Russian officials, Russian intelligence, any sort of Russian officers involved in this, um, undermining this. And what was the sweep of the undermining? What you know, are we, is it just fake news efforts? These news bots that they used, you know, with these fake news stories that would amp up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what was the sweep of all this? And there were some very interesting exchanges in there. One of them at near the end was when Nunes was actually asking some questions of Comey, trying to get an idea of who you could rule out, all right? So you sort of ask a question, okay, and, and Comey would not answer these questions. He was very careful, all right, and he's, he's done this before, right? Um, he would say that I can't comment on that. So Nunes would say, okay, well, are you looking at uh, presidential advisor Kellyanne Conway? And, and he said, Comey said, I can't comment on that. And Comey was very careful to say, look, I don't think that uh, I don't want people to interpret that as confirmation or denial. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. But the reality is, and this is the bigger problem for this White House. OK. Russia is to Trump and the Trump White House what emails are to Clinton. It doesn't even matter what you say in regards to it. You say that one word and it brings back all of this. And what that Nunes exchange, and uh, Mike Allen pointed this out uh, this morning in his um, in his um, uh, right. new newsletter Ax- thing. Axios right. newsletter, right? Right. right. Um, he, he mentioned this. It extended the cloud yeah. over the entire White House. So anytime you talk about Russia, look, the tax returns are still an issue. The Maddow thing was was a blip. Okay, and David K. Johnson uh, is as a as a known uh, tax reporter, right? Mm-hmm. Famous for for explaining the unexplainable uh, for years. All right, sorry, I'm... Bill pours his bourbon every yeah, yeah. time every day. Good grief, <laughs> that's not unexplainable. <laughs> yeah, your iced tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picked up by the microphone. I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. But right, but I mean. But that's like that to the 2005 tax returns, those two pages. Yeah. You know, that's that's just that's a blip. That's nothing. All right. The question that still is out there. All right. And it ties back to Russia. All right. Of course, because people say we don't know really what its ties are to Russia because right. we haven't seen its tax returns. Yeah. I mean, this is the this cloud. It grows. And what Comey did yesterday was put it on the record in congressional testimony. Not, you know, not just speculation, not just reporting. Uh, you know, not that in in the history books. Here it is. Unavoidable. Um, uh, at CBS News at the Chiron last night. FBI versus White House. Stunning. Yeah, it's I mean, it is absolutely stunning. And, you know, it goes to show, too, that, um, you know, look, as as best we can tell and based on everything we heard yesterday, they're doing this. I mean, this is the executive branch, okay? So we, it, it does not appear that this is being quashed. So you have to look at the, at the bright side of some of this, right? Look, it looks like Comey is an independent operator in this. He is going forward. This is a sticking point among Democrats, right? Democrats say they want, you know, want a special prosecutor, independent investigation because it can't be insured. But what you had yesterday was the Justice Department of the Trump administration clear the way for the FBI director of the Trump administration to come forward and say, I'm investigating the Trump administration, period. Yeah, and uh, we just heard that clip that he said, I've been authorized by the Justice Department to announce. So, you know, in effect, he's saying Jeff Sessions has authorized me to say we are investigating our boss. 
Yeah. Right? It was, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, the layers of this. God, you could go on for hours with this. Capitol Hill alive with uh, news yesterday on many fronts, right in the middle of it. Jen Bendry from the Huffington Post, who joins us again in the studio. It's good to have you back. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, busy days, huh? This is. It's only Tuesday. I know, right? They call this the most critical week yet in the Trump presidency, which between House Intelligence, Neil Gorsuch, and health care. Oh, yeah. This is a defining moment for Trump, for sure. And the I watched uh, a lot of the Gorsuch hearing yesterday. And I mean, it was pretty boring. I mean, he just it was all statements. Nobody asked any questions yet. But he was smooth. I mean, the, he he didn't seem ruffled by anything. And um, I he... think that Democrats have have a real challenge to, to try to, you know, take some shots at him. Isn't he kind of one of the luckiest people, too, in terms of timing? Yes. Because it's remarkable that a Supreme Court confirmation hearing is is taking second billing to anything. It's like third billing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. from yesterday. No, it's after, so far down After health care and, and um, Comey, yeah. right? Well, Comey, it felt like the Comey news was just, that, that, was, was, that was the day. I mean, right. when you have it at like 10 o'clock in the morning, the... The FBI director announcing on camera to a full committee that, yes, I can confirm that the FBI is investigating yeah, collusion right. between the sitting president's campaign and Russia. That's, I mean, where do you go from there? That's yeah, that's insane. Right. We all kind of knew this, right? I mean, if you've been following the news for the last several months, but to have the FBI director just say it, that's this is a, a, a wild time. Okay, back to Gorsuch here for just a second. You have written that Democrats may be, the headline on your story anyhow, Democrats may be botching this Supreme Court confirmation fight. How so? Can I tell you what my original headline was? Yes. That got changed? Yeah. Are we allowed to say semi-bad words on this show? Um, <laughs> how bad is semi-bad words? Uh, BS, no. you're going to say BS? Just go for it. We got a it, button. It's not that bad. Go it originally it. said Democrats are half-assing the Supreme Court oh, confirmation that's fight. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really like that, but that's how it's. That's the gist of the it story. Feels like which, it. which uh, you know, uh, can I just a little tangent here? <laughs> yes. Only because I, as as a columnist, I I do this all the time. You know, I guess I always put a headline on my story, even though I write the column. I don't get to write the headline, and I inevitably get in a fight with the editor about <laughs> what the headline is going to say. <laughs> and, but so to headline hear you writing say is that, a skill. It's a skill unto itself, and it I is. I pride myself on pushing limits with my headlines, and I'm often yeah. pulled back. Okay. So what do I do? All know? right. So how are they half-assing it? <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I think it's got to be a combination of just the chaos of Trump's administration, and 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 then Senator uh, Schumer, the minority leader, um, his kind of low-key approach to the way that they're handling the Supreme Court confirmation process, but. It just doesn't feel like Democrats have mounted a, a, a strong campaign against Neil Gorsuch. It's been, you know, a couple months uh, since we've known he was the guy. And this guy's a pretty conservative candidate. I mean, you know, he's not, um, you know, crazy or completely out of the, you know, the the norms of, of a Supreme Court nominee. But he's got a pretty strong record against um he, you know, he's a judge, by the way. He's a 10th yeah, Circuit right, right. judge. So he has a record as a judge. 
And he's really upset NARAL, uh, you know, the pro-choice group. He's issued a lot of rulings that have affected reproductive rights, women's access to reproductive, um, like, controversial, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, contraception. Um, He's just kind of, like, touched on a a lot of issues that do not jive well with progressives. He's not very LGBT friendly. Yeah, there's that. He's he's ruling things that affect workers' rights. And and kind of the theme to a lot of his rulings is that he has sided with corporations over the little guy. And that's kind of how Democrats plan to go after him today by making that argument. But they just haven't, it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of energy that's gone into to really calling out what this guy's record is. I have not met anyone or talked to anyone yet, members or reporters or just observers, who believes that Gorsuch will, who, who believes Gorsuch will, will lose, you know, or the Republicans will lose. I mean, in. Every, in other words, the, putting it the other way, everybody I've talked to says, yeah, he's going to be the next Supreme Court justice. Well, I think today is, is a pretty important decider on that because people are going to be watching how he yeah. handles himself and he is smooth he's, he is smooth he's, i watched him know, yesterday he very was... friendly guy he seems likable um and he's he's a judge i mean he knows how to do this so um today is a big day for for shaping some democrats um you know public decisions on how they're going to vote i'm not you know i'm always i'm out of the game of predicting ever since trump won you know so who knows what will happen? But they do need nine Democrats, right? Yes. They need eight. Sorry. Or they eight, need eight, eight Democrats to right. vote with Republicans to confirm him. They need 60 votes in the Senate. There are only 52 Republicans. So, you know, who's it going to be? Well, I don't you know. I, well, you and I could probably name half of those Democrats. <laughs> well, at least, I mean, one off the bat, Joe Manchin of West Virginia has already, you know, said mm-hmm. good things and, and sounded pretty optimistic about Gorsuch. So there's one. Um, Joe Donnelly from uh, Indiana. I mean, he, there's uh, yeah, more moderate did. Democrats like Joe Donnelly. Um, but, I, you know, he's probably going to get through. But the question is, how does he handle himself today? And does that, does that make Democrats feel comfortable enough to vote for him? Who are and so the it? theory that I hear from people, too, which I don't subscribe to, is this is not worth fighting about. Let's let this one go because this just replaces Scalia, but it doesn't really. It's the next one we got. You know, we let this one go and lie, and then we surprise him and come back the next one. I think that's a losing strategy. I think that is true, though. I, I think that this is seen as just tit for tat with Scalia. Yeah, you, you lost yeah. a conservative. You're going to put another one on there. Trump's the president. He picks. I mean, it's part of it is just the way it goes, right? Um, and I have heard some some rumblings of some Democrats in the Senate quietly talking about trying to make a deal with McConnell, Mitch McConnell. And this is something I'm going to be working on today. I don't know what the deal is or where you're going, but I could say it's probably a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Any kind of deal with Mitch McConnell, it's a bad idea. Well, if, go ahead. If that is the mindset of Democrats going into this, um, that this is just, you know, we're just going to kind of let this one through. I mean, maybe they won't say that, but that's actually what's happening. Think about what they would want to do for the next one. If, maybe what if they could say to Mitch McConnell right now, what if we give you, we guarantee you right now, we'll give you a, a straight up or down vote on Neil Gorsuch, meaning only 51 votes needed, meaning he's mm. going to get through, in exchange for your promise that we will get, that you will not do away with the filibuster for the next Supreme Court nominee. That's a possible deal they might be trying to put together with Mitch McConnell. Right. Some Democrats, 
I'm hearing or considering mm -hmm. something like this. So that does so go back to the point, though, that Neil Gorsuch is kind of seen as a, you know, not not the hill to die on. Right. It was, uh, I thought it was interesting, too, yesterday that I believe every single Democrat mentioned Merrick Garland. They at least had to get that out there. <laughs> of course there, they that, did. Yeah. I mean, that guy, the poor guy, a year ago today, he was, and or a year ago, out, he was nominated. Outrage, and... Outrageous the way that was handled, and they got away with it. The Parting Shot with Bill Press. This is the Bill Press Show. Well, we thought it might be a big deal, and it turned out to be. FBI Director James Comey dropped two bombshells in front of the House Intelligence Committee yesterday, one expected and one not expected. As expected, Comey did say categorically there is absolutely no evidence that President Barack Obama wiretapped Donald Trump's phones at Trump Tower during the transition. In fact, Comey stated what we already knew that what Trump has been claiming is impossible because the president of the United States does not have the legal authority to order a wiretap on his own. But the second Comey bombshell, after confirming what 17 intelligence agencies already told us, that Russia was actively inter interfering in the 2016 election in order to help Donald Trump, for the very first time, Comey admitted that the FBI is, in fact, conducting a counterintelligence investigation on whether or not there was any collusion between members of Donald Trump's team and Russian officials in order to help them influence the outcome of the election. In other words, without exactly saying so, but leaving no doubt what he meant, the director of the FBI told the House Intelligence Committee that the president of the United States is lying to Congress and to the American people, He's lying when he says that President Obama tapped his phones. He's lying when he says that nobody around him any, had any contact with Russian authorities. He's lying when he says there's no investigation because there's nothing to investigate. And he's lying when he said, as he did again in a tweet early yesterday morning, that the FBI and the CIA found no evidence of collusion. In fact, that's what they're investigating, and the investigation is still ongoing. You know, anybody else would apologize, but not Donald Trump. However, at least now he's been exposed as a pathological liar by the director of the FBI. The emperor has no clothes. This is the Bill Press Show. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.